Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. D-N-B-R Draft Let's go We're doing it baby Presented by Nature's of Colorado The Northeastern Colorado Dispensary Providing top quality cannabis And a wide variety of products Remember to use code DMVR online Or mention DMVR in stores Or drive through Jake Schwanitz Henry Chisholm Andre Simone how are we doing, fellas? Good. We actually, Bruce Buffer was there at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, he was sitting, uh, he was with uh, Baldy and the, the all NFL guys. Uh-huh. It was kind of fun. Like, just listen to him talk in a normal voice. Kind of throws you off a bit. <laughs> he you, speaks normal. Yeah. I was like, oh, you should be, like, yelling or something. Were but you no. just comparing Andre to Bruce Buffer? Is that well, what that well, was? He, was doing he the, loves that. He did the, the he MVR draft. The, oh. What was the one you really held for a long time? You got. Draft. 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 Was draft. it draft? D N B R. That's what it was. That's what it was. I was like, okay, Bruce Buffett. There you go. And no. Have you heard his whole story? Because his brother Michael Buffer is the boxing guy. Boxing guy. Yeah. But they grew up estranged. Really? <gasps> yeah. And what? so then Bruce's dad. Is it like the twin princes where one was like set and they found each other because of their voices, though? Basically, yeah. Like Bruce's dad was like watching wrestling. He was like, hey, that's like my half son or something like that. And called up Bruce and was like, Bruce, you're never going to believe this. And then Bruce was like, oh, that's awesome. And then Bruce and Michael were just like, hey, Bruce, Bruce should be like, Bruce should be doing this too. And so he took UFC. That was like in the 90s. Some things are just uh, destined, man. Some things are. Like the Broncos and quarterbacks. <laughs> it sure is. That is a great transition. There's a quarterback. There are quarterback rules that Bill Parcells, Sean Payton's yes. longtime mentor, one of the great coaches in NFL history, of course, the head coach for Bill Belichick when he was the DC for the New York Giants. Very important to Sean Payton. Very important. And yeah. there's been a debate on these quarterback rules that. Parcells has and their value. And I think they've kind of made a comeback as guys like uh, Brock Purdy, for example, mm-hmm. check off all the boxes. Yep. Um, and those rules for Bill Parcells are when you evaluate a quarterback, must be a four year college student. Yes. Probably the most old school and antiquated of these rules. Yes, very. Very much so. And yet, when we go through Sean Payton's history, we will find that is one of the few things Sean has stuck to in all the quarterbacks he added, mm-hmm. especially through the draft as the New Orleans Saints head coach. Must be a three-year starter. Yep. Some There's some fine lines on this one. Mm-hmm. College graduate. This is a good one. And also, uh, mm-hmm. full disclosure of the ones I'm able to find online, the tough... The most laborious one to get hard, hard facts on. Um, 30 career starts, which to me can kind of supplement three-year starter, frankly. Totally, yep. 23 career wins. This is an important one. We're not big wins guys, right? No one likes uh, win culture. You know, totally. But in evaluations, I think it's good. And especially if you're not coming from a blue blood. Again, a uh-huh. trend I have seen in Sean Payton Not a guy who drafts blue blood QBs, but guys who drafts QBs who maybe have had Mm -hmm. unusual success where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Somebody put together a great thread on Twitter about how quarterback wins. Like, yeah, you should probably ignore those tight end wins, though. Oh, God. It's actually crazy how correlated it is because like I was just telling Spencer this, but like it's not just that the four teams who made the Super Bowl have like great tight or the conference championships have great tight ends. You go back through like the last you know, the best tight ends, best 10, 20 tight ends of this century. Mm-hmm. It's like most successful teams, like all there. Like even like Heath Miller barely makes the cut. And he's like, oh, yeah, he was the guy at the ceiling. But that's that's beside the point. Tight end wins. We're in on quarterback wins. Not so much. Just remember, 
the greatest tight ends of all time. For some, uh -huh. Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates never won a ring. True. That is fair. <laughs> Chargers, Chiefs, you guys suck. I hate you. Who's three, four, five? Shannon Sharp. Ooh. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Oh. Rob Gronkowski, some guy who we probably don't, don't name him. who's still don't playing. for him. Okay, we're so not speaking his name. We're not exactly. <laughs> we're not, not speaking his name. name. No, 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 if no. anyone wants to in the comments, you can thank Henry Chisholm <laughs> for appearing on the draft pod because this is the last invite he has. Tight end wins. Season, so. Tight end wins. Uh, yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you for that sound effect. If that was much less. Yeah. Uh, was we're cool. off to a roaring start, boys. Another box to check off. Sixty plus completion percentage. Yep. In the modern NFL, there's like. Yep. Two guys who've ever worked out. Now three who had a sub 60% completion percentage. Donovan McNabb. Okay. Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. huh. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Uh, and of course, that was the big knock on Josh Allen. I remember arguing with a lot of people yeah. online being like, oh, but he doesn't have 60% completion percentage. Right. Well, yeah, but McNabb and Favre. Yeah. Wasn't two Trey actually Lance? nice comps for him. Wasn't Trey Lance similar? You were the Trey Lance whisperer. Do you remember? I hated Trey Lance. Trey Lance famously um, did not work out. But yeah, not. but he he was he had like this <clears throat> no turnovers, zero interceptions, twenty six and zero his senior year. I'd imagine that would equate with a high completion percentage, but maybe not. Other thing with Josh Allen, you'd not think he threw it so little. It, exactly. Whenever he threw it, it was a touchdown. Um, yeah, and I almost feel like. Pass attempts could be something that you substitute, like number of some, exactly, like there's yeah. there's some of this you could get a smidge more analytical in, yep, um, and dive into. Now, Sean and his tenure with the Saints from 06 to 21 only drafts four quarterbacks. Yes, only two of those were drafted not in the seventh round. Then I included yep. Taysom Hill and Drew Brees just for shits and gigs. Why sure. not? Right? Why not? Um, the two guys not drafted into the in the seventh round or beyond are Ian Book and Garrett Grayson. Ian Book is a seven of seven Parcells rule checkbox. Mm -hmm. All these guys also mobile. Mm -hmm. Something yep. that I keep talking about with Sean Payton. Definitely. I yep. saw your video on Shadour Sanders. I'd love to debate it. This is Let's not the it. place. One thing that scares me about Shadour as a Sean Payton quarterback, though, I'd say the least mobile of the guys we're going to talk about in this class and probably in next year's class. Not Penix. Hmm. I think Penix Sanders is a debate. You're in the same range of mobility. Okay, yeah? fair enough. But they're not Frankly, like... I think they're both better athletes than Bo Nix. Bo Nix just runs it more. Ex okay. Interesting. Okay. I'll calm down. You don't I'll have to. Um, Ian Book checks off all the boxes. Garrett Grayson checks off five and a half of the seven boxes. Three-year starter. He was only two-and-a-half-year starter. And Grayson mm -hmm. actually doesn't have the 23 career wins. 19-14 and 14 record to that final year with uh, Jim McElwain and him and the Rams go 10-3. and three. I mean, it's, gosh, it's the one really standout season the Rams mm -hmm. have had ever in, in recent minutes. <laughs> I was going to no, say ever. <laughs> ever is not correct. Ever is not correct. Uh, well, in my lifetime. I'm not trying to get hate mail. That's also incorrect. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you have Tommy Stevens, a running quarterback from Mississippi State, a late pick in the seventh. I think we can emulate some of that, though he is a graduate. <laughs> he is a four-year college student, actually a super senior, and uh, did exceed the 60% completion and the touchdown-to-interception ratio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Taysom Hill is a 5 of 7 guy. He barely misses on the completion percentage. He barely misses on the touchdown-to-interception. Drew Brees is a 7-7 seven seven guy. And then there's the Sean Canfield that they drafted in the seventh round in 2010. I don't know what's going on with that out of Oregon State. He's a 3-of-7 <laughs> guy. Yeah. I, my big takeaway is there is, isn't a huge history here. No, it's a very... What the kids call small sample size. Uh, the kids do love to call it that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also... It's all they're buzzing kids about. Kids love small sample sizes. He has Drew Brees most of the time. You didn't need to go find a quarterback. He was, you know... Exactly. Looking for Tommy Stevens. He was trying to find another Taysom Hill type of guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even Garrett Grayson, these other guys, it's like, well, maybe we have a long-term backup here or something. Like right. It. He wasn't drafting for a franchise quarterback. No, you're oh, right. You're going to let him get away with that. I can't say CSU sucks, but he can say... Grayson, Grayson just a long-term <laughs> backup. 
I think maybe there was some upside to you could be the long term replacement. Um, okay. It did not work out for Garrett. Okay. Even CSU no. people would admit that. I those mean, are, they'd have those to. are simple facts. Breeze played what four years more after they drafted that guy. Yeah. Oh, at, at least. least. Yeah, at least. And Ian Book's drafted in twenty one. Um, I do think there's a trend of athletes, mm-hmm. yes. seniors, mm-hmm. more experienced than inexperienced. Yep. And yeah, there's not a huge sample size, but I also think, especially with the guys drafted earlier, this these were factors that were taken into consideration. So let's run through this. And Tiff, if you want to throw some of the graphics up as we go through the top three quarterbacks... You can. We have some beautiful stuff here. Um, Shout out Yaya. Let's start with Caleb Williams, shall we? Please. Please. Caleb Williams, a four of seven Parcells rules guy. (sighs) Not a four-year college player. Mm -hmm. Two and a half year starter. I mean, as a true freshman, he takes over for Spencer Rattler, Mm -hmm. who I thought was going to be the Heisman and maybe first overall pick that year. You know what's crazy with that? Please. So after the season, he transfers to USC. He does. You know who the top three in Heisman odds were? Uh, I'm sorry, when? After that season. No, so like after after he transferred? After Oklahoma, after he transfers, yep. Um, Matt, what year was it? It's pretty simple. It's, it's Bryce t- Young, uh-huh. it's C.J. Stroud, uh-huh. and Spencer Rattler's in front of Caleb Williams, which is kind of crazy. And it only lasted like that for a couple weeks. As soon as he transferred to South Carolina, yeah. that was yep. next. Then he, like, tanked. Uh-huh. But for a second there, the odds makers thought Spencer Rattler coming back to Oklahoma was a slightly better chance of winning the Heisman as Caleb Williams going to USC. For like Lincoln a month Riley would have left already at that point? Yeah, he went with. Yeah, that's. I was weird. just going through the, those uh, odds back then, but yeah. Rattler had some real hype there. There's no doubt about it. Um, and he wasn't terrible at Oklahoma. And going back through, I was just surprised at that stuff. Like, he wasn't great. He wasn't but great. Like, he was doing enough to get the six and no. Inconsistent Very for sure. Very inconsistent. He's in this quarterback class. Exactly. Actually, but he's yeah. a Parcells rule guy. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I'm not impressed. Not a fan. Uh, that's um, fair. Nobody is. He two and a half year is. starter, though. Not a graduate. So the two things we probably care less about Caleb Williams doesn't have, mm-hmm. and he's, he's, it's borderline on the three-year starter. I think there's some circumstances mm-hmm. that allow for that. Also, the being a four-year college player, it limits you from the truly elite prospects where almost ju- always juniors coming out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. He's got the 30 career starts. He's got 34. He's got the 23 career wins. He's actually 24 and 10 in his career as a starter. 66.9 completion percentage. That's the highest of any quarterback not named J.J. McCarthy of the top guys we charted. 6.6 touchdown to interception ratio. Look at that right there. Just insane. No one else with a higher than mm-hmm. uh, four and a half touchdown to interception mm-hmm. ratio. Just wild. Checks out four of the seven boxes. Does this change your perception of Caleb Williams one way or another? Nothing can change my perception of Caleb Williams. Which is? He's incredible. A phenom almost. I'll use the G word. Generational. He's unbelievable. Yep. I kind of co-sign all of that. Yeah. No, he's Um, a freak. I do do wonder with that touchdown-interception ratio. Yeah. You know, if if we were to kind of, like, tweak these to fit modern day, you you, you definitely need to consider, like, the... Four-year player, I might take that one out and just stick with the three-year starters enough. But the touchdown-to-interception ratio is the one that I think it almost just needs to be bumped to like three-to-one because so many guys have two-to-one now. Yeah, the lowest on this list is Penix at two-to-eight. Yeah. And a lot of that is the Indiana number skewing this a little bit. Of course, yep. Yeah. But yeah, 6.6 touchdown-to-interception ratio is crazy. It's criminal. Yeah. It's, it's he's a unicorn for a reason, bro. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the knocks are going to be doesn't do the stuff in structure. Yeah. He can get a little bored. He wants to play backyard football. I was trying to think of the guys I've knocked in the past for that. It's Josh Allen. It's mm-hmm. Mahomes. Johnny Manziel. I really didn't like that about Manziel. Baker? 
Hard to say if that was true or not. Baker, Baker was, was pretty in structure. Okay. Yeah. Who really like strived out a structure that you would have said, oh, this guy plays backyard football? Zach Wilson? Yeah. Zach Wilson, Jordan definitely. Uh, Jordan Love's Jordan not Love. a bad one. Yeah. I like was Malik trying to think Willis? Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry? Malik Willis. When we yeah. talked about him. Malik Willis, big time. Um, I was thinking of Trey Lance, but I think a lot of that's more designated exactly. QB runs or boots. The structure is just a it's structured. weird structure. Yeah. Sam yeah. Howell did that shit too. He was Sam running Howell around. Sam Howell does, yeah. So, you know, it's a mixed bag. I kind of would rather the guy who can make plays above the X's and O's, though, mm-hmm. and then rein him in and let him mm-hmm. perform more in Drew the... Drew Locke? Lamar Jackson? Yes. Lamar Jackson, yeah. These are coachable things. <sighs> Drew Locke's a decent one. There's some backyard football to his game, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Wentz, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit at North Dakota? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the concern for him. Um... Anything else on Caleb Williams while we go through the Parcells rule stuff? I mean, he's just a freak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's much more to it than that. Like, Sean Payton fit? Uh, yes. Yeah. Any fit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it yeah. really is. Any especially, especially when you're talking about rookie quarterbacks. Because like, it's rare that you get one where it's just like, oh, yeah, plug him in. And like Shadour might be the next guy who's just like, yep, run like whatever complex offense you want. Like, He'll step right in there. He can go one, two, three, make all his reads and make all those throws. Like the fact that we're getting so far away from that in college football, like if that's the one concern with Caleb Williams, I mean, that's a concern for everybody at this point. Totally. And I mean, quarterback evaluation, I think more and more is who has the raw talent to survive, make plays, find mm-hmm. success earlier in their career. Mm-hmm. to buy them a few years for their mind to catch up mm-hmm. to the speed of the NFL game, not completely tank their confidence and their ability to even have a chance to start anymore, mm-hmm. yep. and then get into that light, latter part of their career where you really can get your Brady on, you know, and start right. becoming more of an advanced mm-hmm. cerebral quarterback. I'll tell you guys, Drake May was probably the most surprising of this one. He only checks off two of seven boxes. Just a two-year starter, just 26 starts. His record's 17 and nine, which, hey, at North Carolina, <laughs> exactly. having like a, a win percentage that is 65%, I think is mm-hmm. half decent in the ACC. Definitely. Yep. I think that kind of fits the Sean Payton model of like guys... You know, we've had success. Drew Brees, what he did at Purdue, not many other guys have done. What Garrett Grayson did at CSU. Even what Ian Book did at Notre Dame. Ian Book was a revelation for Notre Dame. No doubt. And took him to the playoffs, right? Yeah. At, at best, they were a Jimmy Clausen, nine-win, ten-win team. Yep. He actually took him to the playoffs and yep. had him undefeated and won a lot of games. So even though that's a knock and he's not going to get that, I think that's a good one for Drake May. He just gets the completion percentage and the touchdown to interception, which touchdown to interception 3.9 is lower than Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy and Caleb Williams. Two of seven would be less boxes checked on the Parcells QB rules checklist than any quarterback from what my research found that uh, Sean Payton's worked with in the past. Mm hmm. You guys are both big Drake May haters, or becoming Man, so. Why you gotta say that like that? I never mm-hmm. said I hate him. I'm just trying to create interesting content <laughs> and lead with spicy segues, um, man. Um, um, I I watch him and he makes great throws. He's a great athlete. I just feel underwhelmed every time, almost. What is it that lead that leaves you with real questions of how's this going to translate to the NFL? How he how he plays under pressure for one, um, it, with the caveat being like as soon as he gets hit and there's a guy around his waist, then he's back to being like an alien. Like right, as, as, like if there's a guy coming at him, he'll just miss the throw. As soon as the guy's like wrapped around him, it's like yeah. bang, just complete right over. It's the middle. weird. It is weird. Yeah, that's why. Like I was going through the notes, like trying to figure out like who is worse in a collapsing pocket, and I was like, well. Collapsing pocket, Drake May sucks. Guy all over him, awesome. Yeah, sprinting to the sideline with like yeah. a, an edge just chasing him down. Maybe he's got his jersey or something. He'll get the oh, throw yeah, off. That, yeah. That's where he reminds me of Andrew Luck when he does stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's athletic. The arm jumps off the page. 
I, there's some red zone throws that are like, man, this dude's high, high end. But between the stuff you guys tell me, between these, there's one guy I say this exercise did make me... I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board a little, try to watch him with fresh eyes. It is Drake May. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I wonder as we talk about draft capital, what would it take for the Broncos to move up all the way up to like the top three? It starts to creep in. Would Drake May be worth it? That, and that's where I'm at. Because like, you can't argue with anything he does like 15 yards downfield or more. Right. Like He drops it in the bucket, man. He does. And like the, the not even just the accuracy, but like the placement. Like Every time it's like he's the perfect spot over yep. and over and over again. But just the... That is super important, but yes. it does feel like the modern NFL. Some of it is, I mean, starting with like the Peyton Manning Brady era, where it's just like dice you up underneath, like keep mm -hmm. it on schedule, like yeah. eight yards, eight yards, eight yards, over and over. And I don't know that he has that. Like, if you want like an RPO slant, he'll do those. And in a Sean Payton offense, when so much like Michael Thomas slant guy, like you've got all that stuff. But when it comes time to like make those quick reads underneath, I just don't know that he has that. And as much as you like that stuff down downfield. It's the, the reason everybody's passing the ball now is for the efficiency of it. And when you're saying like, we got to hit one and three downfield versus two, two of three short, like the numbers, the, 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 the ratios of what you need just change so much. And I'm not sure that's just not his game. It doesn't mean he can't learn, but I, that's my concern. Right. It comes down to the Caleb Williams discussion. It was like, and True. the other thing is I've evaluated the wide receivers coming out that program the mm -hmm. last couple of years. They're deep threats. Totally. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of intermediate mm -hmm. weapons there. You know, mm -hmm. I could see how that's more what he's going for. And maybe mm -hmm. in the red zone, I do feel like in tighter quarters mm -hmm. is where you see him shine a bit more. And then there's that other thing with Drake May where it's like, well... Sometimes this happens where we hype a guy the first time he jumps on the scene. Mm -hmm. Yep. That takes a minute to adjust. Yep. Yeah. I mean, kind of like what you said. I watched him today, and it's like I felt like I didn't watch enough. Like, And at some point, you watched the whole All two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're mm -hmm. neither closer nor further to come to a conclusion, or yep. you're right back where you started. That's right. But what you can't... And you do this long enough, you start to hear some of the like legitimate concerns you guys are bringing up. Start to think in my head, yeah. Boy, I swear I was saying the same shit about Josh Allen. Or I swear yeah. I was saying the same kind of stuff about Patrick Mahomes. It is, but then you mm -hmm. like end up faking yourself out. It's like, No, well, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. So, I mean, it's, it's literally, it's a science. It's also tough when there's like Caleb Williams right there with like just generational instincts on top of being like yes. a freak, but just like the way that the angles that work, the way that like he gets out of the pocket and all of a sudden it's, it almost looks like an option with like a running back leaking out in front. And it's like, oh, he's got this defender like stuck right here. And like, oh, where's he going to go? Do I run or do I don't? Like, there's just so much of that sort of stuff. Whereas when I watch Drake May, I don't see like a baller. Like, I don't see somebody who it's like, Oh my god, like this guy's like there's a lot of I mentioned this to you before, but it feels like the throws to running backs behind the line of scrimmage who then get like hit for the first time three yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's just like, don't do that. Or like there's plays where like he's run out of bounds like five yards behind the line of scrimmage instead of throwing the ball away. It's just like yes. he's a young player, but it's I I don't even know it's football IQ as much as just like the, the, the instincts just aren't there yet. It's like feel anything? for the game almost. Feel, exactly. There's just one of those things where it just feels a little bit off. And, and again, a lot of it's like you watch Jaden Daniels and it's like, oh He's my God. He's the least experienced of all these guys. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it does I mean, make that's, sense. That's part of it. And like for you sure. can't argue with like the size and the speed and the strength and like yeah. the, the, all the raw tools are there. He's put them to good use down the field, but you just need to complete the package and just be a, a winner almost like it feels like when you when you need to to get five yards is he going to get you five yards winning, i'm just not convinced that he just hasn't shown me that he can winning down to down basically exactly exactly like he'll give you some chunk plays like it's almost it, it almost people love to compare him to herbert but you get some of that vibe there too where it's like well, there's so much herbert. going on and there's so many big plays how are they not just like winning games and it's because they just don't you just need to be able to consistently matriculate down the field you know, I'm just not sure he yeah. has that. Yeah, that's that's my concern. 
But still, like, easy. And I mean, maybe he's more Jay Cutler than Andrew Luck. Definitely. I mean, this is what you just talked about. I was thinking about a lot today, the last two mm-hmm. days watching these guys. Was, you know, what do I value most when I come to ranking these guys? And for this class, for whatever reason, that aspect, that feel for the game, that just, you know, natural, like, mm-hmm. I almost kind of hate to say it, but when you watch him and you just kind of see it and you know it, like, it, you just, that's exactly. a quarterback right there. He's playing the game like an NFL quarterback. Exactly. That type of thing. That's what I come back, what I came back to a lot with this class. But that's what, like, Shadur is a gamer. Is it that he looks like a quarterback? No. <laughs> no. He isn't playing like a quarterback? <laughs> no. I mean, he does it's, look like a prototype. He looks like a he prototype, does. guys. Yeah. But it's just like watching the offense, how they move down the field, how they call plays, um, how he responds to pressure. You know, what are, what's like his go-to move in and out of pressure? Yep. Um, just, you know, hitting the consistent, as Hank said, short to intermediate stuff. Like, yeah. bore me with completions, man. Like, just, just keep exactly. on getting completions for me. And, and we'll move the ball. And that's why I lo- like it's the opposite of Shadur, where I feel like he like you want to set your corners off, like run five curls and he'll yes, just get whoever's exactly. open. It'll just do it over and over exactly. and over. And it's like, oh, you want to go to like cover two or man or something. He's got something comments. Like it all just like flows together in a way that I just feel like Drake May doesn't have his game just doesn't flow together. He has all that downfield stuff, which again you cannot ignore, but it just I just want more. He's still a top three pick. If you're sitting there, if he, you're the commanders, don't overthink it. He but. checks off the special sauce boxes. He checks off the special yes. sauce boxes. Exactly. And that's uh, the raw tools to get you really excited. Yes. Whole lot of whole lot of frosting. How <laughs> the raw tools then complement everything else is really the concern. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. A lot of whipped cream on the Sunday. <laughs> Plenty of gravy on those potatoes. Mm. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yes. He does the hard parts. It's more like, I don't know, it's a sprinkle of caviar on there. You know, like <laughs> no. not, every, not every bagel comes with a sprinkle of caviar. That, you know? Okay, only, that's fair. Only some. Broncos fans haven't had a sprinkle of caviar in a, <laughs> minute. a minute. That's true. Yeah, that's lots true. of cream cheese and locks, yeah. but no, no extra yeah. caviar. But like what yeah. Hank said, I mean, you look at what Drake May does, and you look at the trait, and that's what scouting is, right? It's looking at the traits. Mm-hmm. It's projecting traits. It's mm-hmm. not looking at box scores you know, how did this game compare to this game? Yeah. It's do the traits translate? And there are plenty of translatable traits from Drake May. But, you know, the just the playing field of the NFL is leveled more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those traits don't pop as much in the NFL. Is Is this the kind of prospect where if you just did a, like numerical grading system based on categories mm-hmm. he grades a lot higher uh-huh. than if you as a human try to sit down yep. and really scout him and give a full context of the yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah those well, are, i mean those are the most wherever he goes like if it's what if it's washington and you can get on madden and play drake may and terry mclaurin have the time of your life right there like you're winning right. a bunch of like that yeah, is yeah, a yeah. dream to play with by the way the numerical system i think Usually steers me right. Huh. That's how I learned to scout. The eye and context can be yeah can be deceiving. You start to make excuses and exceptions yep. for people, yep. mm-hmm. and it gets you in trouble. And you have to think Sean Payton too, or it's like this is I Sean Payton the making the pick. Perfect transition. We will talk about this on the next <laughs> side. Sean sees him as a big ball of Play-Doh. <laughs> a yeah, big he does. Ball of Play-Doh. He does right. The, so much Play-Doh. There are never any excuses or exceptions <laughs> when it comes to drinking Breckenridge oh. Brewery. <laughs> That's even more play Our craft beer of choice at DMVR. You want that extra little taste? They've got you covered. Beer of the month at the DMVR par is Avalanche Ale. Breck Beer has a oh, beer for any. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> wow. Look at us. For any occasion there is, there's no better way to watch a game. Have some Breck Brew. With the homies on the slopes, sometimes on the couch, a little extra mm, taste. Yeah. Relax, you know? Yeah. Me and Lexi. We had a long three podcast day. We're going to the bar tonight. Uh huh. Yeah. This bar. I've only seen, yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> we've only been here for like a few Nuggets and Abs games. Oh, yeah. Double, Double header. Double header. Oh, also, like, this is the final push. So we're coming down watching the games, drinking I love some beers. This for us. Yes. Check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you and as always our presenting sponsor 
Natures of Colorado premiere. Um, they do great stuff here. They do great stuff. They're the Northeast dispensary of choice, providing top quality cannabis and a variety of products. You got to go there, check them out, use the drive through if you find yourself around them. Uh, $99 ounces every day. Use our code DMBR to get a full ounce of any shelf for $85 an ounce. Um, they've got all sorts of great deals. Remember to use our code online or mention us when you go in stores. Use their drive through. They've got you. They've got you covered in all areas. Okay. Circling back on Drake May real quick. Sean Payton would be intrigued by him, even though he doesn't check off yeah. basically oh. so any parcels. No, that's a different conversation. Like I think he that, that's a red flag. Like I think Sean looks at the like the two of seven. It's two, yeah. Correct. He's that is a turnoff. There's still obviously the turn-ons. And I think that we have to remember that. Well. Yeah. We'll we <laughs> when we sit here and talk about we're saying like, will he work out? Yeah. Sean sits there and says, can I make him work out? Which is just like a little bit different conversation. Oh. And when you see like the ball of clay, it's like, do we sit here and want to bet on what he becomes? It's the, I, I don't know. I'm going to fix him boyfriend talk. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which is a little yes. bit different than like the friend saying like, is he fixable? Those perspectives can be varied. Yes. Totally, um, great point. Totally. Yeah. So I, I do think. I'm curious because I'm, I'm going to have Zach. Zach's going to the combine this week, and I'm going to see if I can get him because he'll probably only get like one question in with Sean. But I want to yeah. I, I want to ask Sean about the quarterback rules because I feel like that's a big one because obviously like Bill Parcells guy. So like, do you update the rules? You throw them out? Like, so I'm going to push down Zach. And You've see always if, only drafted seniors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm going to see if Zach seniors that, in most I'd be, cases. I'd be curious because we talked about it a little bit, but the rules. Rules about college football players in the '90s are a little bit different than rules about college football oh, very players much. today. That's right. Very and much. I'm, so I think Parcells wrote these closer to the '80s. Yeah, um, I believe it. Our first five of five guy is in fact Jaden Daniels, college graduate, five-year starter basically. I mm, mean, okay. from the get when yeah. he gets to Arizona State, fifty-five career starts, graduated back at ASU. That's just a junior from what I could find. 37 and 18 uh, record. Pretty nice. A 67% win percentage. 66% completion percentage. 4.5 touchdown to interception ratio. I guess this shouldn't mm-hmm. come as a surprise. Yeah. Jaden Daniels fits nicely. You gave me a really interesting comp earlier, Jake. Reminds me so much of RG3 in many ways. Wow. Um, he's got the, <laughs> it's so true. Got the arm to go all it's over the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he has the exact top end speed RG3 used to have. Yep, but I would agree. He's, go- he's a burner. I mean, he can run away from guys. The fact that he makes you think of RG3 and me, Michael Vick, as a runner tells you this guy yeah. has yeah. like nutty wheels. Yeah. yeah. Nutty wheels, man. Super fast. But then on the other side of that, I watch him run around. I watch how he gets hit, how he gets folded like a lawn chair yes. half the time. Yes. I he does not know how to slide. Things that we defended about like Kyler and Bryce, smaller quarterbacks, mm-hmm. yeah. but quarterbacks where it was like if these guys can't defend themselves as a runner, I'm out. Right. They were really good at. Mm-hmm. Jaden durability is always going to be such a concern and it's because he he feels lighter than he's listed at. Mm-hmm. You see him listed at 6'3", 220, even yeah. in some places. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. It's the one guy with prototypical size. No, but Lamar then, was 6'3", 220. On the field, exactly. he does not look it. No. He doesn't. And as you said, he, he takes hits that are like, shit, how's he getting up from this? Well, I, and then you go back to like his freshman year. That's that's I think they listed him 165. Oh man. And that's that <laughs> totally checks. Out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Freshman year Jaden Daniels was And those concerns like, have lingered with me. Oh yeah. As they should. Yeah. I mean because you see him at that size and say regardless of what the actual weight is right now, you worked hard to get that weight on. Mm-hmm. How much more weight is there to put on? Yeah. You know, cuz you've you've spent the last 4 or 5 years just adding and adding and adding. At some point you just can't add much more. That's where you wind up right. with the soft tissue stuff right. or whatever. He's dripping with special sauce, though. I tell you, what. he's <laughs> amazing to watch. He's a lot of fun. Um, the deep ball accuracy, yeah, the yeah. easy arm strength, quick and release. the running ability. Yeah, he's a ton of fun, and I love watching him play football. But 
I watch him take these hits and I'm just like, man, you got to help yourself, bro. Like mm -hmm. you got to try and get out of bounds. You got to learn to slide. Mm -hmm. um, and every he's got that RG3 thing where it's like he takes off and he's trying to score every time. Yeah. And it's like you kind of be more like Lamar where you're running to the open space. You're not mm -hmm. running to the end zone every mm -hmm. play. Right. Yeah. That definitely, again, like that's that's a difference, I think, sitting here saying like, Oh no, that's 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 a reason I'm not sure I would bet on him. If you're Sean Payton, you say, I can get that out of him. I can teach him how to do it. And he might be wrong, but when you're looking at it from the coaching perspective, totally. it might it, it's it's a little bit different conversation. Well, we talk about it for years on the draft pod. These Oh yeah. The egos on these coaches making oh, millions yeah. of dollars, yeah. having these coveted jobs that only thirty people in the world have, mm -hmm. you would think that Oh, yeah, I can teach a guy how to slide. <laughs> right. yeah. We're not talking rocket science. Teaching a guy how to slide when he's scrambling. It yeah. sounds doable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Shit, I think I could accomplish that task yep. if, if <laughs> you're giving some, me truth. You go give him some examples. <laughs> yeah, Here's how you do it, Jaden. Yeah. Hey, take him to a couple Rockies games. Dude. Exactly. You see that slide? <laughs> I mean, see, that's the thing that was like, why not? Like, you get those Rockies to come to you. It's like, hey, whoever the base steely guy is, I'm going to learn this soon. You you come out here. We'll give you like 10 grand. Come teach Jaden how to slide. Totally. It's why I tune into the DMVR Rockies pod every day to find out who the base steely guys <laughs> are. I'm excited. I'm doing the, the Denver sports podcast tomorrow. Uh, Starts whoa, at 2. What a plug. Yeah. So, yeah. So definitely, again, like tune in, watch that. First Rocky Spring training game at 1. Harrison didn't love the idea. I'm going to turn it into a little bit of a Rocky watch along. Not that it's broadcast anywhere, but. Whoa. I'll Crazy. at least be reading what's this going on. This is wild. I love this. Can't yeah. wait to tune in, Hank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it change your guys' perception of Jaden at all that he's a 7 of 7 Parcells rules guy? And the only one of the uh, top three that can say that. Again, I, not really. I don't question his talent or ability. But does that raw talent paired with that kind of experience get you intrigued? And Not because he hasn't learned how to slide. <laughs> like that's what I'm concerned about, though. <laughs> to me, it like hey, safety first, as Danger Aaron would say. I I started covering CU Jaden's freshman year, so 2019. So I've been watching him for a long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Madden Madden 20, first year of the DMVR Madden League. Yeah. I drafted him in like the seventh round because I was like, oh, this is my guy. So okay. like, I love that he checks the boxes. Seeing that he checks the boxes doesn't like necessarily change it for me because like. I know he's experienced. I've watched. Like it's definitely like good to see. It is seven of seven, but I do think that 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 experience is beneficial. Like that's to me like part of the reason I've been so excited about him is because I've seen him go through so many different stages from like immediate star teams don't know how to defend him to sliding back a little bit. Right. To like he he went like a, I think it was like fourteen months without a turnover. No picks, no fumbles. I got to try to figure out when that was. Um, and, and then the last year, like 10 picks, 10 interceptions, the COVID year at Arizona State, transfers, and just breaks out. Like, you, you, he's gone through that journey. Whereas you look at some of the less experienced guys, you know, like a Drake May, who I feel like is, is still somehow like on this little upswing of his journey. He hasn't like yeah, definitely. had the downfall and then recovered. Like, you know? Definitely. Jayden, he's gone through the adversity. He's found different ways to win. He like, does. It's helpful. It's not quite Garrett Grayson at CSU, but I think, you know, his success who at Arizona be? State, <laughs> his success at LSU. Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. Who stands out more than most at those two programs over the years. Yeah. yeah yes. Ritter at Cincinnati. You're right. I, I mean, Jaden right. kind of gets screwed by... Uh, Paxton Lynch at Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Drew Locke at Missouri. Yikes. But Jaden Daniels kind of gets screwed by Joe Burrow. If that whole Burrow era doesn't exist, literally one year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Burrow Justin Jefferson. stunk his first year totally. at LSU. No one talked. Uh, that's go, strong, go bro. He, no, he stunk. He stunk. <laughs> they won like nine games that year, man. Uh, not with him looking very good. Oh, uh, all right. JJ McCarthy. Okay. Yeah. Three of seven. Uh huh. But the two. So he's not a graduate or a four-year college player. Two years as a starter. In those two years, plays 29 games. So he almost gets to the 30-game threshold mm -hmm. in just two years in the Big Ten. 28-1 record. 96.5% win percentage. Not too shabby. Did you know he has the highest completion percentage of all the 
top guys in this class? Uh, I've been looking at your sheet, yeah. That surprised me, though. Yeah, Did yeah. you know oh, that going no, in? No, no. Yeah, that surprised me. Yep. You would, that's not the label um, he has yeah. as, like, most accurate of the class. Yeah. And again, I wouldn't say he, which I'm is, not trying to say he is. Bo Nix gets that. Would you get yes. like he he earned he it this season? Pumps. Like if you were talking last year, who it was? Like <laughs> so he did play did catch with your kids in the backyard. <laughs> oh, so, oh, absolutely, grandkids. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. wow, but yeah, I mean, it is it is weird. We'll get to Bo Nix, I guess. But that's that's Tied kind of a Jaden Daniels with the second highest touchdown to interception ratio. Mm-hmm. McCarthy. Yep. So he checks three of seven, but honestly, this did change my perception of JJ. Yeah, for the for the better. Oh, in a positive way, huh? I he doesn't have that experience that yeah. uh, historically we've seen. Sean Covet, but for a younger guy, has played a lot mm-hmm. of college and some some high profile college games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, of those twenty nine starts, two are Big Ten championships. There's three playoff games in that mix. That's Five pretty high-end games on top of playing, you know, the biggest rivalry in college football. Another mm-hmm. two times. That's seven of the 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State and beating up on the ghost of Mel Tucker a couple times a year. You got that going. That's nine of 29. Owned Penn State. True. So that's 11 yeah. of 29. Yeah. Pretty high leverage games. The stats jump out. Mm-hmm. The stats are really good. Uh, whether it's win percentage, completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, and he's he's got the raw tools and some of that that special sauce we've been talking about. Yep. Sean fit. It's the ultimate dilemma. I, I placed the bet on bet three six five that the Bronco he'll be drafted by the Broncos. I thought the odds Def- were good, good at the no, time. I placed good bet. This. Yeah. Good bet. Um, you watched JJ McCarthy play, and he. Kinda has what we were talking about, Drake May. I watch him, and it's like this is a quarterback. Yeah, he just knows how to play the position. Um, for me, it was kind of rough at times because you know there were certain throws I just like look back on and go, "Damn it, I wish he didn't do that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you look at the whole body of work and you go back, you know, kind of out of the context of a season and just look at it as literally scouting a player as opposed to you know, in my case, one of my favorite teams. Yeah, he just does it all down to down. He will check it down. He's fine with just you know flipping it to a fullback or a tight end for a short gain. Keep the mm-hmm. chains moving mm-hmm. a bit. Yep. Um, great athlete, phenomenal athlete. Uh, super athletic class. He's right up there with the best of them. Yep. Good mm-hmm. size, great runner, and I think he does some of his best stuff off script. Different from a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or Jaden Daniels. It's more like he's dead to rights. Yeah. His body's contorted weirdly and he can just get a throw out while his feet aren't set at all. And he's kind of like hanging back and falling behind. You know, he can. And that's yeah. where he impresses me. He had like a touchdown pass against Nebraska. He's rolling to his left and like throws it like while reaching all the way back to, you know, get his arm back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got pretty much the whole package. Yeah. The accuracy will come and go a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. Ball placement doesn't feel like the best. No. Yes. But it, it like there are some throws though, like even some bad decision throws that work out. Like there, I think mm-hmm. it was Washington where mm-hmm. there was like a little curl in the slot. It's like he just doesn't even see the linebacker coming over. Do, maybe sees him late and like whips it to the outside, and it's like just inches past the fingers of the linebacker. You're like ah, should never have thrown that ball. But the throw in the net and the Rose Bowl against Alabama on that game-winning drive, where it, the linebacker you know tips mm-hmm. it yep. and it goes to Roman Wilson after he tips it, like stuff like that. Yep. The first throw in the game against Alabama, yep. man, should have been an interception. He's mm-hmm. fairly gutsy, but the touchdown to interception, the completion percentage, tell us it works out for him. Yeah. Quite a bit more often than not. You can't bet on that though. Tell us why. Margins? You, you margins conversation? Yeah, margins. You, you can't. Margins decrease? Yes. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, eventually. They do significantly. Yeah. If you're relying on the bounce of the football, eventually it's going to go the other way. It's just how it works, how the game works. Yeah. And when that linebacker's arm is just like this much longer because <laughs> yeah. it's an NFL linebacker, a little bit different. When yeah. he jumps just this much higher because he's an NFL linebacker, or if it's Kyle different. Hamilton, he'll just go up there and snag it with one hand exactly. instead. Yep. It's a good point. It's yep. a good point. Got long arms, those linebackers. Moving on. Okay. 
Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. My, my guy. <laughs> That's guy your too. guy. I'd love to hear that. Oh, I Look, love the Michael next, Penix yep. Jr. The next three guys we've got here, they're all seven of seven guys. It's Penix, Bonix, and Michael Pratt. Penix, does this change things for you? No. Why do you love him so much? And why do you think he's a good Sean Payton fit? Accuracy. Ball placement. Um, just a sniper is what he is. Gutsy. Yes, best in class at those in those areas. The fact that he has a thirty-nine and eight record playing at Indiana and Washington and Washington and what Washington was when yes. he got there and, and they hit, were terrible, right? Because like this wasn't Jake Browning's yeah. Washington. They yeah. they were there and then they fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Panics brings them back. Montana beat thirty-nine. Yeah. Eight, I think that was the year before Montana yeah. got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened this year? Nine Both and teams eight. in the championship. Both teams lose. Meant to be Hank. Yeah. Couple drink, second place teams. Drink away. There's your Montana reference. <laughs> um, five years as a starter, like Jaden Daniels. We love that. I, I, Is he too much of a system quarterback? No. You can't teach accuracy. Yep. You can't teach that shit. Placement. Yeah. Yep. It's just it's he's decisive. And the accuracy is on deep balls. Yeah, it's all over the field. And there's, there's accuracy and ability to mix it up from different arm angles, different platforms with your legs, and get the ball out. Um, that's where his athleticism, ability to shine above the X's and O's. You know, it's not Caleb Williams mm-hmm. running away from Leitu Latu, right. yep. full speed, contorting his body like mid-jump and throwing it 45 yards downfield on a frozen rope on the exact outside shoulder. Mm -hmm. But it is having a guy bearing down on you and instead of getting sacked or like the ball comes Mm -hmm. out wrong, being able to like contort your hips just enough to still get that out with zip and placement on time, avoid the sack, have bought yourself that extra second and made it work even though conditions weren't perfect. That's mm-hmm. also above the X's and O's. That's also yeah. not how we drew it up and being able to overcome that, right? We yep. saw it a lot from CJ Stroud this year in his first year in the NFL. Like, Just one, it's very Tom Brady-esque. Just one step in the pocket to find that window. Penix does that a lot. Totally. Comes yeah. down to feel yeah. for the game again. Totally. Right. And he's another guy who's just fought so many battles. Like, again, like... <laughs> Over and over and over. He is resilient on and off the field. What a great point. I hadn't even thought of that. And then you even go back to, like, I remember the first time I watched him. So explain that to people on kind of a, you know, for someone who doesn't know his history. Well, I mean, there's a whole lot. The the two torn ACLs in the shoulder. So like three, three straight. Yeah. Three straight seasons that ended with an injury. Yeah. Um, And... Last two totally healthy, which is you love to see it, but that's a lot to go through. Obviously, you transfer, but like I remember going back to uh, the, the first time I ever watched him was against Penn State in 2020. Mm-hmm. He has the dive for the two point conversion yes. to yes. upset number eight Penn State during yes. the COVID year. And you're like, oh shit, this guy can play. Like in my lifetime, I'd never seen an Indiana team no. do anything like that. No, no, and so you see that and you're like, Oh my god! And in my mind, I remember that as being like the play that he got hurt. I don't think that's actually true. It was like shortly after that. But, it was that but game right? It, it must have been. I mean, that was the overtime. I th- I thought so too. But I just googled the play just to make sure I was remembering it right. And nothing says like yeah, towards ACL or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, to have gone through all that to to take Washington to where Washington's gone, like just the highs and lows and highs and lows. Like everybody wants the young. Like JJ McCarthy's kind of like the mm-hmm. happy little puppy, where it's like he's he's gone out there, things have gone well for him. He's done he's done his part in making things go well, but there hasn't been like a whole lot of adversity. Mm-hmm. Like you you put Penix in that huddle, like I just think that there's a different le- like I think he's ready. Like I think that you can plug him in week one and he'll go put the ball where it needs to be. And who knows who knows if the receivers will catch it, but. Like he he gives his receivers a chance over and over and over again. Like that ball on those sidelines, it's just right where it needs to be, right past the defender. And that's all you can really ask is like he gives his receivers a chance just about every single play. Is there any special sauce? Not much special sauce. I mean, the accuracy. If you wanted to make the case, the the case would be the accuracy. But that just the special sauce you usually think of like, oh, he's fast or like he's strong or like. Yeah. Is there one raw tool that ticks plus as a. 
a baseball scout would say size, athleticism, mobility. arm think, strength. Yeah, I, I, mobility four years ago. Here, is it deep now, ball accuracy? Prob- like, probably. Uh, I mean, well, elusiveness maybe is a. Uh, he's solid ticks? in the pocket. Yeah. yeah. But like I mean, he kind he still kind of runs and stuff. Like he he's does. not like yeah. scared to take off anymore. Throwing yeah. on the move, I'd say if there's something <laughs> that ticks as a plus category, it's probably deep ball accuracy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, he's quick release too, especially totally. from within the pocket. Yep. Yeah, like deep ball accuracy, all things equal. Uh, maybe Caleb gets the advantage in this mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jaden in I the think pocket. He probably, yeah. Shit, oh, the that's the thing. Jaden was a stone cold killer to be in that is. conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are two guys who I just love the fact that they've like they fought back and fought and fought and fought, and they've got like they have earned everything they've gotten, and they feel like they're as ready to go. And if you're a Parcells guy and you like that, you like veterans who've been through True. the wars. That's really appealing for Penix and Jaden Daniels. Closing this out, Bonex, <sighs> seven of seven, Parcells rules guy, super senior, 61 career starts, 43 and 18. Mm-hmm. What? 66 career completion percentage, 4.3 touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, so I mentioned my first like memory of Michael Penix is that dive in overtime yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my first uh, my first memory of Bo Nix, I believe. Yeah. So this was his very first career game. Yep. Against Auburn, yep. where was it? Was that in Texas? Jerry World, I think. I think it was yep. Jerry World. Yeah. So. Against who? Sorry. Against Oregon. Against Oregon. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Against Oregon. Against Oregon. And, and Auburn, Justin Herbert threw the ball out of the end zone on the last play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real genius there right, too. He pulls off the upset. Again. Uh, Bo uh, does. Bo, yeah, Bo, yeah. Bo does by completing 13 of 31 passes with two touchdowns and two picks. It was. It wasn't necessarily Bo. His he, evolution he did. much he, different than Jaden Daniels exactly. and uh, Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. He wasn't one of the. He was one of those guys who coming in. You're like, oh, Auburn kind of got a guy, and then you watch him play, and you're like, oh, this didn't go well. Well, Graham Mertzi, some would say, but well. with a with a bit of a return at the end, and credit to him for that. Playing at Oregon against the Pac-12. He's very hard for me. Yeah, he should be. Yeah. Can I ask you guys? I'll, let me pose this question to you. Because the SEC is the SEC. They're mm-hmm. the premier conference in college football. Sure. He goes, that's how, like, that's what you're going to play against in the NFL. It's going to be more like it was at Auburn for him in the NFL than it was at Oregon, right? Like, it has to be. Well, and the crazy thing is, like, uh, yeah, but I think the context is different, right? For sure, in terms of the offense, the teammates he was playing with at Oregon, oh, I definitely, mean, they were better teams. You definitely, know. of yeah. course. But. I would love to have seen him this year play against Oregon's defense, though. Like that's one of those things for me where it's like it's not necessarily the Pac-12 is so bad, but like when you're not when you take Oregon out of the mix, like they're they're not all that great. No, I think he made some real improvements with his accuracy mm-hmm. and his decisiveness. Mm-hmm. And his command of that Oregon offense, especially that last year, was supreme. And he took that to the next level to where you start to see some eye manipulation stuff and, you know, really seem to feel comfortable and kind of working that second layer of the defense, you know. And mm-hmm. and the accuracy on just deep balls, you know, just a straight yeah. go. No, yeah. Very good. Um, and again, decisive, like just getting it out, knowing when to run. It's all going to come down to the raw tools. It's all going to come down to mm-hmm. the special sauce for me. Because he's not going to be able to do that unless he's got, like, Jalen Hurts' raw tools. Mm-hmm. You tell me, like, hey, it turns out at that size, that speed, he actually is closer to Jalen Hurts than, like, just average. Mm-hmm. And I've also talked myself into this is a guy who maybe in a Brock Purdy like setting could have oh, that kind of pop. Absolutely. Right? Definitely. Half field reads, Shanahan offense, yep. a little more on the move, decisive again. Yeah. You make it work, more of an asset as a runner. I just feel like that's an exception. That's Combine's not the rule. Combine's going to be big for him. Brock Purdy, a big Parcells rule guy, by the way. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. Kind of brought the Parcells rules yes. back. In exactly. Fact. Yeah, I mean, it's just so weird. This guy, though, man. I know. The numbers and the the successes, the success. Like, there is, 
You can't just totally write him off as my thing. You can't. No. Where it's like there is, there is stuff that you have to like and Definitely. appreciate. And like you the can't. efficiency is like historic, honestly. Like, it did, did he set the record for completion percentage? If not, he must yeah, have come he close. Did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And so to do all that, but then you look back at. And over the course of oh. his career, I mean, it's right there 66% like Caleb Williams, like Jaden oh, yeah. Daniels, JJ McCarthy's 67%. It's very high. But the the variance in that is crazy. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, it's wild. wild. It's not even like variance so much as it's terrible, terrible, terrible. Like, yeah. It's like 58, 59, 61. Also, it goes to Oregon. 71, 71. Completion yeah. percentage, great. <sighs> Context really matters. Like, yes. how many of those are NFL throws? They throw screens like five to eight <laughs> times a game because they work. They, they like do it's work. It's not a knock on the system. Absolutely. The system's incredible. I mean, their go routes and single coverage to Troy Franklin or Tez Johnson oh, also sure. work, you know? Exactly. That's, but that's why I made the joke of like, if you want to play pitch and catch in the backyard with your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's as simple as some of these reads mm -hmm. are. You have who are the receivers so at Auburn? You would have had Seth Williams. That's yeah. the one I can think um, of. Um, oh man, who was the other one? Yeah, Seth. I Williams. thought there was another There's big guy burner, who was good, like Cobbs or something. Uh, Damn, I don't know, but it's not. It's yeah, I mean, it's not what he has here. Gus smells on. Got fired during that time. It wasn't a good situation at oh, Auburn. My, guys. It probably could have saved his job if it just was better. He could have for sure. Yeah, um, Anthony Schwartz. That's right. Oh, yeah. Who? Who? I mean, Troy Franklin, Anthony Schwartz, like speedster, but never turned out to be in anything. the NFL. Yeah. Michael Pratt's the last one out of Tulane. He is a super senior, which is why I think he kind of fits this. 47 career games, 28-19 record, 60.6% completion percentage. Barely got it. Lowest touchdown to interception ratio outside of Michael Penix, three and a half. Um, bigger than Bo Nix. Probably less athletic, but I think competency as a runner, I like him the mm -hmm. same. No special sauce. Yeah. Accuracy thrown on the run, questionable. Something that concerns me about JJ a little bit as well. Um, like if you had to bet on these quarterbacks who would have the longest NFL career, like might he'd, be be, he'd be up there. He's pretty safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and I tell you, of all these guys, he's probably the guy who was able to talk myself into the most after doing this exercise and seeing all the boxes that he checks. Yeah. I, I'd almost go Drake May as a guy who lasts a long time. Like, he's the other one I look at where you just, like, look at what he does down the field. It's like, to me, huh. he just he oozes NFL quarterback, but just not necessarily, like, great NFL quarterback, good NFL quarterback. Like, to me, you know, he's my alone there. Yeah, I mean that's there is some of that. Like to if you me, want, I'm, his I'm not gonna say no. Feels a massive. Interesting. Okay. Um, Jose asking, are they all taller than Russ? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's not hard to do. So six am I. one's the shortest. I'm actually not, but I'm pretty close. <laughs> six one would be the shortest. Yes, Bo Nix as small as any of these guys. Uh, what's Penix listed at? He's got to be six two. It's going to be along the same range. Yeah, I'm it's curious. It's going to be along the same exact range there. So. I'm curious about the combine for these guys, too. Just, just mostly for I the, am, the, the which height. you never say for quarterbacks. But there's um, so many questions. Oh, yeah. Well, like, Bo, even Bo, we did get a – Bo, Pratt, and Penix. We would have got officials at the Oh, true. That's true. But I want to know how much Jaden Daniels weighs. Exactly. I want to know how tall Caleb Williams is, too. Yeah. 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 Size thresholds are going down. As Parcells Definitely. rules make a comeback thanks to Brock Purdy. And it's just the NFL, like everybody's smaller now. It's all about small and fast. The quarterbacks can get away with it too. A little bit. A little bit. We have yeah. quarterback class, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that check off all the Parcells rules. Can't say that with a lot of classes. So there we go. Can I ask one question before Please. we get to the end? Please. So there have been two times in NFL history that quarterbacks have gone one, two, three. Uh-huh. Do you think that happens this year? No. Yes. Really? Okay. Who's I the do. third? Drake me. Well, and who's your second? Jaden Daniels. <laughs> I love that okay. question. I, well, I, I agree. Mean, yeah. it's, it's the consensus three. Yeah. In the order we just talked about them. We've been, I don't know, there's been J.J. McCarthy no, top I mean, two hype recently. And totally. stuff. There's been all sorts totally. of stuff. Shout out to Kaloop for the super chat. Um... 
I'm trying to see if there's any other comment. Good day to you too, bro. Matthew saying Penix has been better than Caleb for two years. Not sure about that one. And Jose with a hilarious comment. He thought the biggest rivalry in college football was Notre Dame versus the hype. <laughs> Which in some ways, he's mm-hmm. not wrong. Okay. Stephen A. randomly taking shots at Notre Dame yesterday, too. Did you see that? Awesome. That's good for oh. the brand. I do it, too. <laughs> so, um, wait, he didn't always wear chains, right? Stephen I was just walking a? by the gym, and he was, like, wearing, like, you know, the turtle chain, all that stuff. Stephen A.? Yeah. You walked by Stephen A. at no, the gym? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, no. He was on the TV in the gym. <laughs> but, like, I don't remember, like, when I was a we younger me watching. On that one. He was <laughs> not a guy who was cool enough to wear chains back then. At least in my memory. Well, maybe he was. He's been around. He, you know, he wore like the the big baggy suits. You know, twenty That's years right. ago and stuff. Right. Like, okay, he was he was cool back then. Some astute obso there. Well, <laughs> that's gonna do it. Draft right. pod special. That's the quarterbacks in this class. Thank you to the phenomenal work on the production team for those graphics. We'll be back next week with mm-hmm. uh, J Mike and a whole lot more. Maybe getting into another position. So, Ooh. stay tuned for that. Bye. Thank you.